For over 10 years, Grammarly has been powered by AI technology that you trust and rely on by helping you across all the places where you write the most. With one click, you can easily brainstorm, rewrite, and reply quickly with suggestions based on your context and goals. Accelerate productivity for you and your teams. More than 30 million people rely on Grammarly to help them with their writing today. Applying to new jobs? With Grammarly by your side, you can apply to your dream job with confidence by tailoring your cover letter and revising your resume in seconds. A big presentation coming up? Let Grammarly create a personalized outline to get you organized so you can transform your ideas into a compelling presentation. For your next vacation, it can help you create a whole itinerary. Grammarly is here to assist you at every step of your writing so you can show up with confidence. You'll be amazed at what you can do. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. Hey guys, and welcome to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I want to apologize. I've had some technical issues the last couple of days, so I don't know what's going on with my, my microphone and things like that. I probably just need to upgrade and things like that. But thank you so very much for listening to this podcast, for subscribing to it, for sharing it on all uh, platforms. I want to encourage people to be prepared for today's podcast episode it's going to be lit it's going to be on fire i want you guys if you're listening to this on on your mobile device on your phone text this be intentional in texting this message to a friend or family member who can benefit from how to hear god's voice before i jump into this amazing conversation that we're about to have i want to encourage you guys if you want to know the holy spirit more i have a new pdf bible study available for you called evidence evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit that goes into what the scripture says about what it, what the results of what the biblical evidence of being filled with the Spirit really is. And so that is in the podcast description right here. But guys, like I said, we're going to be learning how to hear God's voice today. We're talking to my guest, Sterling Harris, and he's got this incredible book out with 10 ways of how God speaks. You know, I've got the book right here in hand. And we'll be sharing that, but we're going to hear his powerful testimony, what God has done in his life. So he's a former NFL player, and there's a lot more to the bio here that I want him to share because you need to hear this about how he has faced adversity in life and has overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit. But he has a deep passion to equip people to encounter Jesus, to have a love relationship uh, with Jesus, and to hear God's voice. So Without further ado, please help me welcome Sterling Harris to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Sterling. Hey, Jared. What's up, baby? How you living, son? I'm excited to be alive. I'm grateful, as my <laughs> listeners know. It's been a few uh, rough months of recovering, things like that, brother. But 
you know, the devil tried to take me out, but Jesus is using me for his glory. I'm just jumping all in. I'm back to podcasting now. So you're the first guest I've had back. Uh, yeah, first guest in like a couple of months or so. So thank you so very much. And I'm glad that we were able to do this, bro. Yeah, me too, man. When I heard about what happened to you, I was like, bro, wow, that is like, it's a super lit testimony about how, you know, the devil tried to take you out, but then the God's hand was upon you and, and you ended up winning in the end as we all do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, let's hear your, how you're, you've been winning, you know, let's hear your story. So introduce yourself, share what God has done in your life, brother. So Jared, really first and foremost, I'm just a guy who loves Jesus and that that's where that the basis of my life is my love, my love relationship with him. That's where everything is grounded, rooted, foundation. Everything in my life is rooted and grounded in a everyday two-way dialogue type of intimate marital type relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God the Father, and with Jesus. And so that that that's I I tried to live so many different ways, whether it whether it be kind of like, you know, football, excelling in school, excelling in business. Um, you know, the party scene, the philanthropic scene, serving at your church, being, you know, being, being heavy in the religious duty as far as church attendance and things like that. And I can tell you, Jared, that all those things left me unfulfilled and empty. No matter how much I try to put in that cup, there is a, there's a, there's a place in our hearts that's built for an intimate connection with the Holy Spirit. And nothing will fill that void. Even things that are good within themselves will never fill that void. And that's really my relation. My my relationship with Jesus is the foundation of everything that I do. It's how I interact with my wife, how I interact with my kids, how how I manage our business, how I manage our ministry. Everything is based on God's voice and God's two-way communication with me. And Prior to that, for 15 years of my Christian life, I was saved at 12 years old, had a spiritual encounter with Jesus where he, where I felt the presence of God come into my room. And it was an answer to a little boy's heart of God, are you real? And do you want a relationship with me? And I felt his presence that next morning at that prayer. And it was a feeling of what I now know is the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. But back then I had no language, context or definitions or practical examples of what that what that sense felt like, but I knew as a 12-year-old kid that it was the answer to my question, yes, I love you, and yes, I want a personal relationship with you, and yes, I'm real. And, and, and from there, I got religion. I got church attendance. I got religious duty because that's what I saw modeled. And so many of us, we come from a broken model or we come from an ineffective model, and we just keep reproducing a model that's ineffective and it's not a model that Jesus walked out. Jesus walked out an intimate relationship with the Father, led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that's what he came to model for us, to show us what being in a relational connection with God really looked like. Yes, he came to save us from our sins. Yes, he came, us, yes, he came to us to, to, to die and resurrect. But that's only so he could get the Holy Spirit into us, something we lost in the garden. People understand that Christianity is actually about an inhabitation. It's not a religion. It's had a religion made out of it, but Christianity at its core root system, but the way that God designed it is about relational connection with the Holy Spirit and having God himself indwell you. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. So you were in the NFL, and then some other things happened where God got a hold of you. Can you share that story? Absolutely. So I went to SMU on a full football scholarship, was an All-American in high school. A lot of people counted me out. You know, a lot of people hear about his testimony. Oh, well, so you had it easy. No, I was the I was the first one in the gym, the last one out. Um, school never came easy to me. I had to study extra hard. So every day in my life, I had to, I had to, I had to labor. I had to work, um, and I didn't understand the whole like laboring with the Lord yet. So it was literally by the sweat of my brow so many times. But there was a voice inside of me that I did not know was the Holy Spirit that kept nudging me on to to be the first one in, to be the best one out, to give my very best, to work on things in my, in my life and in my game and football that, that were lacking. And God pushed me, even, even coming from an 0-12 uh, football team when I was a senior in college, I was still able to make it to the NFL because that voice in the back of my mind, which I now know is the Holy Spirit, was compelling me to do my best and try my best, even though by midseason I probably knew we weren't going to win a game that season. I was on the poster. I was a poster child. For a 0 and 12 football team, not something that you want to uh, to have happen your senior year. But in the midst of that, I was able to go to the NFL and play for the Cleveland Browns. And and even in my life, I've I've had all these mountaintop experiences where I said, "Oh, I want to do this," and then that ended up happening through hard work, dedication, intentionality, and God's grace. And then I get there, and I think I'm going to find fulfillment there, and I don't find it. And this pattern of these mountaintop experiences happen in so many people's life. I'll be happy when I get out of debt. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when, you know, something turns around in my life. And then that something actually ends up happening and they go to the next thing. Or they make an idol out of that thing and it ends up disrupting their life and what God, God's best for their life truly is. And so for me, my whole identity was wrapped up in football. And I ended up losing my NFL career early because of injury. And back then, I believed the religious lie that everything that happened to you was God's will for your life. So people would ask me, why are you so big? Like, why are you gigantic? Because I'm almost, I'm almost six foot seven at a time, like 320 pounds. So people are like, you know, why are you gigantic? And I would say, well, I played football. And they, they would often ask, do you play football or basketball? Yeah, I played football. And I would tell them the story about how I broke my foot. And I'd have so many well-meaning Christians that said, well, you know, brother, you know, God just had another plan for your life. And what I heard in my religious filter, Jared, is we don't have the right filter. We don't have the right language, context, and definitions. We'll believe the wrong things and think the wrong things. And we'll disrupt the actual will that God has for our lives. And we'll go on these detours that God never ordained, but he allowed to have happen because of our free will moral agent. And so I had my whole identity wrapped up in football. So when I lost my NFL career and I heard that religious lie that, you know, that God has another plan for your life. In my religious thinking, I'm thinking God broke my foot so he could take the dream that he had promised me away and give me some other dream that I had no idea what it was. And I ended up going into to business and real estate and insurance, had a successful real estate insurance practice, uh, was a six-figure salesperson. Um, then I started, then I, then I had like I kind of reached the end of myself at that point when I, I remember I was in a club in downtown Dallas dancing on the couch in VIP. And I had, a, you know, the $100,000 car parked outside, $10,000 watching my wrist, looking around the room and being like, you know, is this it? Is this all there is? And I knew some of my friends, they had like 
way more money than I had. I'm talking about $100 million, private jets, the whole nine, that people, what people call the good life. And I knew these people, and I knew they still had the same issue I had. They felt unfulfilled. But see, they just had a, a better mask, a, a more expensive mask than I did. And, and so there's so many people that are really, really hurting that, that have money, that have influence, that have fame, but they don't have what we all really need, which is an abiding relationship, a daily abiding relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I, I went on to continue into business, got involved in, in, in motivational speaking, and, and eventually you know, started, speaking to, started speaking to kids in schools. And this was really brought on by me reaching into myself. I'm in this club in downtown Dallas. I, I'm, I'm, I cry out to God and say, God, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something different. And Jared, about three or four weeks later, or three or four days later, that God began to encounter me in my office. And I didn't know what was happening to me. I felt, I just felt this fire on me. I, felt, I started sweating in my office. I, my heart was like palpitating. And I literally felt like that there was like, there was like almost like an evil presence trying to get inside of me. But there was some, there was also something inside of me that was fighting against it. It was super, super strange. I, I literally, at this time, I have no context for the supernatural. I grew up in a cessationist background, meaning that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit weren't for today, supernatural things that passed away with the last apostle, you know, all those different things that some people still believe today that's that's non-biblical if you if you see if you read the Bible. But God bless those. God bless those people. They love Jesus. They're saved, going to heaven. You know, God bless I them. The I, I, I in the same. Yeah. So I mean, I love those people. I I, I speak at those churches whenever I have a, a chance and I just try to I try to go in there with Holy Spirit light and just honor the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to come um, if you give him a little space. And sometimes when you don't give him space, he'll break on through. Uh, but but God bless those people, man. There's They just don't know there's more and there is more because with God, there, there's always more. Do you want the power of God to be evident in your life? Do you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Are you curious about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues? And do you want it in your life? My wife and I have a free e-course available for you called The Baptism with the Holy Spirit, where you will learn the biblical truth and spiritual reality of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And you'll hear true stories of how people received the promised gift. The videos in this e-course will expand your knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit baptism. You'll be drawn closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive prayer and activation into the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You can also go through it with a small group of friends, a church class, or a discipleship group. You could download the accompanying PDF for each lesson and apply the principles to your life and take the action steps. Your faith will grow as you read the scriptures, watch the videos, and participate in the activation. The gift is for you. The gift is for today. The gift is to empower your spiritual life. We know that you will finish this course with a divine empowerment that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So start your journey today. Go to charismacourses.com slash collections and click on Jared Lasky and enroll in the baptism of the Holy Spirit e-course. Nobody's got it figured out. Nobody's got it cornered on God because then he would cease to be God. If you could understand him and you could and you could get all of him, but which you can't. And so I, that led me, Jared, this, 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 this encounter led me to a, a Baptist church that night. And I went to the Baptist back to his church and it was a pastor that I had known from my childhood. And I began to rock back and forth, Jared, and just pray to God is God, please cleanse me. Please help me. Please help me change my life. 
And Jared, I began, my whole body began to burn. I began to sweat at the back of the church and this, and this fire began to go all over my body. And I had no context what was going to happen, what was happening to me. So all I know from growing up in hellfire and brimstone, like preaching the fear, God will burn, you'll burn in hell, all these different things that are, again, unbiblical. I didn't know. All I knew about fire was hell. So I had this thought, like, I'm so bad. I'm such a bad person that I'm about to go to hell, like, right now. Like, literally, there's going to be ashes, my Nikes, that's it. It's a wrap. Sterling's gone. And so I'm just crying out to God with everything that I have to help me and to cleanse me. And, and then this fire subsides and there's this tingling that I have and this cool, peaceful feeling like somebody poured like cool water and oil over my head and I just re- began to relax. And I was like, wow. And the peace of the Holy Spirit fell on me. And little did I know that day, that, that day, Jared, there was another fire that, 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 that John the Baptist said, there's a, there's a person coming after me whose sandal straps I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even worthy to untie. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Little did I know that I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire that day. And I didn't know how to partner with that anointing in my life. I didn't know how to partner with what had happened to me, but I was different. And I wish I could say I got delivered overnight. It did not happen. It was years and years and years of God peeling off these layers of the world and different things. And during that time, he was peeling that off. I kept feeling a pull to to change my life. But I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stop partying three days a week and start partying one day, one day a week. I'm going to stop, you know, be, I'm going to, I'm going to just going to live with a woman who's not my wife, but I'm, we're, her and I are just going to sleep together. That, that's it. And so I, I made all these, well, the Bible was written 2000 years ago, but you know, God's not tripping about that. What I didn't know, Jared, is that I was opening the door to the enemy and giving legal right to the demonic realm based on my daily habitual sin. And, and, and the devil will use whatever he can do to destroy your life. We used a business deal that had gone bad. And I ended up getting a knock at my door one day at this time, I'm a motivational speaker, six figure business person, foreign NFL player. I think I'm a pretty good guy at this point. Knock on the door. It's the FBI. They arrest me for mortgage fraud. And it turns out the, the guys that I did business with my first, my first client transaction in the real estate business, I'd sold 20 houses to an investment group. All those houses got foreclosed on. And I washed my hands of the people and chose not to do business with them anymore because I realized later after the fact they were doing business in the wrong way. Never thinking that I would get rolled in their conspiracy because I was their agent. And I would end up getting, I would get, end up getting 70 months in federal prison for a crime I didn't knowingly commit. And, and I remember when I got my time, Jared, Again, I didn't know God spoke to me. I, 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 I didn't use that kind of terminology. I heard God's voice. I would, I would maybe say God put something on my heart, but I would never celebrate it as God's actual voice. And, and I didn't know that God actually wanted a two-way communication. I was like, you know, there's 7 billion people in the world. You know, God's busy. You know, I don't want to bother him. I don't have like some, some market birth, like I'm some special person, like, you know, whoever, whoever you want to name. I, I mean, I, I didn't even know who Billy Graham was, bro. Like until I was like, I had been saved for like 20 years. Like I just didn't, I didn't, if you, if you had any charismatic uh, power to you, like the people that I was raised around, that wasn't, that wasn't our bane. Um, so I didn't even know who Billy Graham was, which is, which is kind of funny as you, as, as I think about it today, because now I know all these different people are in, in generals in the faith. But I remember when I got my time, I went in my prayer closet and I just said, God, I don't understand this. Cause again, 
I still am in the belief system that everything happens to you as God's will for your life. Like, God, why are you doing this to me? And God didn't answer that accusatory question, but he brought back to my mind the end of one of my speeches that when we spoke to kids and it said, and I say, life will always present you challenges and it's how you respond to those challenges that will determine your ultimate success in life. And then I got the phrase, what are you going to do? And I knew God was challenging me to serve him anyway, even though I didn't understand it. And again, Jared, I wouldn't say that the Holy Spirit spoke to me at that time, because again, I didn't know, I didn't even use that kind of terminology or language, but I knew that God was putting that on my heart. And so when I went to, I ended up going to federal prison and God cut my sentence, you know, by a year, like miraculously. So I ended up doing three and a half years in federal prison. And, and during my first year in prison, I got so upset and so mad at God and and really at the federal government because they, I mean, any any person that had common sense could see that, yeah, I put my name on the contracts, my name, my phone number. Like if I knew I was breaking the law, like a drug dealer doesn't put his name and his information on a, on a brick of cocaine because he knows he's breaking the law. He's trying to be, he's trying to be as, 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 as covert as possible. And, uh, and I told you, I'm, I'm no idiot. I mean, I got a business degree from SMU. So, I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not that dumb. Right. So I just told them, I was, I didn't have knowledge of what was going on. They claimed I did. And I was just so mad. Like the people that conned me or conned the people that, that, that did these deals, I wasn't mad at them because they were career con artists. I was just, they were doing what they knew how to do. Um, and I, and I, and I had an easier time forgiving them than I did God and the federal government because of my thinking of what well, God, why are you doing this to me? But in the midst of that, I felt like God kept like this whole thing about seek first the kingdom of God, like that Matthew six thirty three kept coming up in my daily devotional people, the people that would come and preach to the prison, they would say it. And I felt like God was calling me into this relationship. And I remember in my cell one day, I was so mad. I said, God, let me ask you a question. I feel like you want to have a relationship with me. But let me ask you a question, God. How can I have a relationship with somebody I can't see? Thinking I was going to stump God, Jerry. Like I thought I was going to, I thought I was about to send a zinger towards heaven and he wasn't going to be able to answer that one. And I just got the phrase in my mind, follow me and I'll show you. And so, Jerry, I knew as an athlete that you have to have fundamentals and you have to have techniques and you have to have a strategy to be successful. And I also knew that if you if if you didn't have a strategy, what you do is you deconstruct things that are successful and you see how can I model that. So I knew that from football. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to follow God. I need to hear his voice because any kind of like just common sense says that any marital relationship, any best friend relationship, any relationship you have worth any kind of intimacy is based on what? two-way communication if i tell you if i tell you that me and my um me and my wife haven't communicated in a week we live in the same house you know everybody would say you got problems but then people have been christians for 20 or 30 years with the holy spirit living in them and they've never even spoken to god god's been speaking to them but they're not they're not exchanging the intimacy back and forth because most people just don't know they know how to do it they don't know the practical rubber meets the road examples of this is what God's active voice sounds like actively when you talk to him and you, and you, and you actively spiritually listen. And so 
I didn't know that flowing thought in the follow me and block letters I got in my mind. I didn't know that was one of the patterns that God spoke in, but I started writing down what God's voice sounded like, what the voice of my own conscience sounded like, what the enemy's voice sounded like. And I began to see these, God began to show me these patterns that emerge. And I began to hone in on these and live this as a lifestyle. I began to see breakthrough and I began to be, realize well, this is what God's voice sounds like practically. And the, God showed me these three categories, which is, which is what we call the first one, inner visual. So God uses your imagination to show you inner visual pictures to communicate with you things that are literal or figurative. So God can bring a memory to your mind. He can bring us a parable, like play in your mind as a video. He can show you a scene of something. Like in my case, I've seen block, I've seen like block letters or writing in my mind. Um, sometimes I'll just see a word, and then and then the second one is like this this inner auditory. Like most people think that God, you're going to hear an audible voice from God. I've heard God's audible voice like maybe three or four times in my life. So not not a handful, right? But I've heard God's voice every day of my life over the last decade. And Jesus modeled the same thing. He modeled an internal communication with God. Because what he said, what did he say? Jesus said, I can only see, I can only say what I hear the Father saying. What was he talking about? He was talking about that internal communication. He said, I can only do what I see the Father doing. What was he talking about? He was talking about the the internal, like the internal visual communication of the Holy Spirit that God was showing him these mental pictures. And then we the third category is like the kinetic feeling. And we know that Jesus. Three or four times in the New Testament, it says that Jesus perceived in his spirit or he's moved by the Holy Spirit within him. And it was almost like a physical unction of the Holy Spirit. This can look like a peace or lack of peace. It can look like that gut feeling. Everybody's had that gut feeling that came with like an inner impression like, oh, I should do this or no, I should not do this. That voice at the back of your mind that people just chalk up as their own conscience so many times. Yes, sometimes that voice is your own conscience. But what we try to do is help people differentiate between the voice of your own conscience, which is often unsettled and sounds like you, to the voice of God, which sounds slightly like the voice of your own conscience, but it comes with a flow and a peace and a wisdom to it that's not your own. People say, well, how will I know? Well, you do activations, and then you make those activations a daily lifestyle, and then the mother of all learning is what? It's repetition. You have to rep something. You have to, you have to, you have to continually do something over and over again. Like you, you learn it, you do it, you teach it. And, and it's like the first day at McDonald's, like you're wrapping burgers super slow, but about a month into it, once you learn the techniques, you're wrapping burgers super fast. It, it's any, any, anybody that's achieved any kind of success. It doesn't matter if you're working at McDonald's or you're the CEO of a company everywhere in between fundamentals and strategy is how people achieve success, effectiveness, breakthrough, all those, zip, whatever adjective you want to use, you have to have a workable, duplicatable strategy if you want to get results continuously in a positive direction. And, and that, But people don't use that in their spiritual walk even though they use it a lot of times in their career or sports or whatever the case may be. But Jesus, all the time, he used parables and, and the parables of the day he used. And and why did he do that? Because he was showing you that these, these this physical, physical thing you're seeing, there's a parallel to this in the Holy Spirit, in the spirit realm, in the spirit world. And, and so, that, that Jared, that, that was kind of how God 
led me to kind of hear his voice. That grew into a lifestyle. Then I began to teach that in prison. I began to see people have the same kind of breakthroughs I was having. Then I kept serving the Lord, got out of got out of prison, um, living with my parents, working in an in-treatment drug rehab facility for at-risk kids. And God called me to write this book, How to Hear God, 10 Ways God Speaks. And I began, as I began to write it, God began to show me it was a desire in my heart because I was always meeting people like, oh, if I could just, if I could just take my experiences and what I know on how to hear God's voice and what He's shown me and and the strategies He's given me and just give this to somebody, man, it would change their it would change their circumstances, it would change their life over time. Because this is not a this is not a get rich quick scheme, nor it is is it a one stop pill. It's a relationship. It's not a formula. It's a it, God works in patterns within His nature. And so we we give you patterns and strategies within God's nature, and you you begin to encounter the Holy Spirit yourself through those strategies. And so I began to try all these on these on these teenagers, and I found out what worked, what didn't work, what needed to be tweaked, what needed to be in more practical, non-religious language, and define a lot of things. Like in this book, we define faith, love, intimacy. What's what does biblical hope look like? What is the fear of the Lord? What is that? What does that actually really mean? Because a lot of people think fear of the Lord on this hellfire and brimstone, like fear, like be scared of him. Well, fear means a reverent awe, love, and respect of God. Like my grandmother, I had I feared her, not out of fear, because I loved her so much. It compelled me to action. People, everybody has a person in their life that they want to be a better person because. They've had a relationship with that person. For me, it was my grandma. For some people, it's their it's their mom or their dad or their uncle or their aunt or whoever the case may be. Maybe it's a, a sports star. I don't know. For everybody, like, like I want to be better because that person's impacted my life. That's a practical example of a fear of the Lord, which we, again, we don't leave anything to risk. We want to make sure that that we leave no, uh, no stone unturned and give people practical examples. There's a lot of theoretical knowledge out there that I feel has a place. However, we have way more theoretical knowledge and books on hearing God's voice than we have practical information on hearing God's voice. And it's it's foundational of any of any relationship is communication. Well, let's do it. Okay. I want to encourage everybody to check out check out Sterling's book, How to Hear God. 10 ways that God speaks. So I actually have a link in the podcast description that you could purchase that book. Um, and that also helps me out because I'm an Amazon affiliate. So I get a couple of pennies. If someone purchases that, I got to click like the one click or whatever, click to buy button or else I don't get paid. But, but Sterling will, as if you purchase the book. So Sterling, can you activate us? This podcast is not just information, but it's impartation and activation. So in the last couple minutes that we have here, can you activate people to encounter God, to hear his voice. A hundred percent. I've activated thousands of people to do the same thing. Um, let me ask you, Jared, how much time do we have left on this stream? Well, as long as we want, but I used to go about half hour just a little Okay, bit. sweet. I just want to make sure, because there's a couple different steps that I can condense uh, for activations, depending on what kind of time we have. So, so first of all, the three categories that we covered were inner visual. So you're, you're going to see a mental picture, you're going to see a mental image, maybe strip through your mind. You're, you're going to get an inward impression, the inner audible. It sounds like the voice of your own conscience, but it comes with a flow and a peace and a wisdom to it that's not your own. It's the voice of the back of your mind. It's a thought impression. Like sometimes 
you you ask God a question and you don't even realize it, but you you know that you know something, but you don't know how you knew it. It's that kind of thought impression. You're asking God a question that you get a wise, a flowing thought. And then there's that inner unction of the Holy Spirit, the kinetic feeling. Maybe you're going to sense a peace or lack of peace. Maybe you're going to maybe you're going to have a certain supernatural smell. Uh, maybe you're going to have like a, a feeling of warmth all over your body or in a certain area. I've had people that they felt like there was a hand on their shoulder. They felt like there there was like this big this big spiritual hug that God gave them. Like they got all warm, um, you know, around their body. Like God has given them a hug. And God speaks actively in these three, a combination of these three ways. A lot of times God will like, you'll get, you'll get a flowing thought and then you'll get an inward impression and you'll get maybe a mental picture. And then you, maybe you'll get the goosebumps or something like it, it, God works in a combination of these three ways to, to speak to you actively. So that's, that's the way, that's the way practically that you're, you're, you're expecting to encounter God. And it can be one way, two ways, or all a combination of all three. And, and it'll be different every single time. So just be open to and aware of what's going on internally within your mind and within your body as you actively seek God. And I always tell people, ask God open-ended questions. Yes and no questions don't build intimacy. And you're not giving God space to maybe, instead of like saying, God, yes or no on this thing, say, well, Lord, what are you saying about this situation? And then you give him room to give you his wisdom, which is way better. <laughs> so I just want you to get in a relaxed position, Jared. And, and, and for the audience, get in a relaxed position. And just say, just say, Jesus, thank you that I have eyes that hear, eyes that see, ears that hear, and a heart that is open to receive. Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So you're just going to, what we're doing is we're opening up this pipe in your heart where the, the voice of the Holy Spirit is going to flow very freely. So you're just, it's like I'm pouring Holy Spirit Drano right now down that down that pipe and opening it up. Just want you to relax position, close your eyes just for this exercise. And I just want you to say, under your breath or in your mind, just one time, you're going to make a statement. And when you make that statement, you're going to make it. You're going to make it once, and then you're going to give the Holy Spirit space to speak to you through a flowing thought, mental image, uh, a feeling, kinetic feeling of peace, whatever the case may be. Just say, Jesus, I love you, and now listen. Okay, Jared, what did you get? All right. Yeah, beautiful. So when we started this activation, you know, I started hearing like a worship song and it was just repetitive. So there are two parts to this. So it was repetitive and it was just singing, I love you, I love you, I love you. And, you know, it's it's one of those songs. I think people turn that into multiple songs, but it's just, I love you, I love you, I love you. But it was Jesus speaking to me. And then the next part of this is that I found myself on a train, you know, going to a destination. And in this train, I'm in the dining cart, if that's what you call it, uh, the, the dining room, dining area. 
um, and the dining car. That's what it is. <laughs> so I'm in the dining car, and you know, there's other people around, but Jesus is sitting across from me. Now I didn't see his face, I, I but I see the glowingness, and I, I've encountered Jesus in, in a number of ways, uh, and some of my listeners know that. Like, but when I saw his face one time, it was life altering, life changing. But in this in this encounter. It's Jesus sitting there and he's glowing. So I, I don't completely see his face, but we're dining, we're mm-hmm. eating, you know, we're drinking, eating and fellowshipping and having a good time with one another. And I really just, even right now, as, as I share this, I just hear Jesus. I hear the Holy Spirit say, enjoy the moments toward the destination, man. Come on. Enjoy the mo- moments <clears throat> toward the destination. So thank you so very much. And, what and, about you, brother? And Jared, what did you, and then you when you say you heard God, did it come through a flowing thought? Yeah, flowing thought or um, you know, still small voice. Yeah. And then when you say you saw the train, you meant that God used your imagination and you saw like an inner like an inner visual picture. Yeah, uh yeah, it's kind of like an internal movie. Yes, exactly. But I but I'm also sensing it and feeling it. Um and things like that. So, yeah. What about you? Awesome. So most people get, and I love you too. A lot of people, a lot of people get that. Some people get images. Some people, you know, feel like God's giving them a hug. Some there, There's something that usually Jesus does that convey his love for them. Because you're saying, Jesus, I love you. You're making a statement. And he's just responding to your statement, which I think is super cool. Um, for me, I actually was praying for you, Jared, um, which I often do when I'm, when I'm doing activations for like in the host is there. Um, so I just, I just saw you in this like kingly robe and a crown and a scepter. And I, and I just felt like, I know you've been through a line, been through a fire lately. And I just, I just felt like God was, God was just like, he was showing me a picture of how he sees you, which is a man of great authority, of great loyalty and of great, of great, like a great authority in the spirit. And I just felt like I just felt like God wanted me to remind you and what he was saying over you is just remember who you really are. Because sometimes when you're going through a situation where your 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 health is challenged and you've had like, you know, a lot of things have been challenged for you in this last month. It, it's easy. It's easy for the enemy to come in and accuse you of, uh, for who you are not. And I just want I just felt like God showed me that to remind you of that that's that's how he sees you. That's who you are in his mind and his eyes. Amen. Thank you so very much, Sterling. Guys, I'm talking to Sterling Harris, and he is the author of How to Hear God, Ten Ways That God Speaks. And like I said a few minutes ago, I've got a link for you to purchase that uh, in the podcast description. But Sterling, this was an amazing activation. And that's why this podcast, why we do what we do. And that's why uh, thousands of people listen to this. Uh, because it's not just information, but impartation and activation. So I want to encourage people to reach out to you and to me about what God did in them during your activation. So Sterling, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information? Yeah, so sterlingharris.org is our website, sterlingharris.org. And they, they can they can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We just love for people. We actually, uh, the we had a online e-course we're actually offering that for free right now on our YouTube channel. And so it's a, it's, it's a, it's an eight video coaching and mentorship course that we just felt like the Lord was saying, you know, give this away for free. So literally if you go on our YouTube channel, 
We literally have it there for you to watch and encounter God. And I'll lead you through. There's an activation at the end of every single, because I, I believe like Jared is, you know, activation and revelation with no like practicality and no you know, follow through just doesn't work. So, well, thank you, Sterling, for being my special guest. I do want to encourage everybody again, you know, share this, text this episode, whatever podcast app that you're listening to this, text it to someone uh, and may they encounter the Holy Spirit. May they hear God's voice. And I want to encourage you guys. I've got the free download evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's also available in the podcast description and um, share, just share this episode. Help us out uh, and bless other people. Sterling, I'm going to have you back sometime soon to do another activation to share more of your story because I know that we barely scratched the surface. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. The Is It Morning Yet? Deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.